Hello, everyone. Welcome to our sixth episode of Afternoon Tea. We have three pretty cool people on our podcast today. Why was uh, there? Why was that that pause? I was gonna go with amazing, but I felt like that was too much. So with pretty cool. So the premise of this podcast is that all of our panelists will bring in two questions: one serious question and one silly question, and then we just have a nice campfire chat. About these questions, so I'll start off with introductions. My name is Bing. I'm currently located in Los Angeles, California. I use he/him pronouns, and our icebreaker question is, "What is the worst movie you've seen?" And I think for me, the worst movie I've ever seen is Secret Obsession on Netflix. What's that movie about? It's about this. So Brenda Song gets in a car accident, and she she loses all her memory, and then she gets、mm. kidnapped by someone else, and The kidnapper pretends to be her husband. This sounds awful. It sounds. I thought it was like a parody of a psychological thriller, but it was actually serious the whole time. Okay,、um, I could go next. My name's Alex.、Uh, he, him, currently based in Chicago. First film I've seen. It's kind of a hard one.、Um, yeah, Alex is a movie buff. I watch a lot of movies. I don't know if I'm a movie buff, but I'm trying to think. I I don't know if anybody's seen this movie, but there's this like、uh, Zach. There was this period of time when I was like really into Zach Braff because I was like really into Scrubs, <laughs> and he had this. I think it was like a comedy called The X, and it was just a really bad movie. So interesting. What was it about? I don't even remember. I just <laughs> I watched it years ago, but it just stuck with me because back then I was like, I went to see it because I was like, oh, I'm really into Zach Braff. But then、um, it had like Jason Bateman too. Okay. I don't even, yeah, it wasn't good. So were you still into Zach Braff after the movie? Not really. Like, I like- think the illusion was broken because I thought like Scrubs was funny because Zach Braff was in it. But then、oh. I was like, maybe they just had a good writers room. I don't know if I swore him up, but it definitely <laughs> soured my relationship with him. But I don't, I don't know what else he like works on. So it wasn't like I had to like actively avoid him. Yeah, like, what, what other shows? What has Zach Braff done? Oh, it, Chicken Little, which was good. He was in Chicken Little. <laughs> Wait, Chicken Little? He was the voice of. It wasn't oh. The, I thought he was involved in it somehow. I thought he was the voice of、uh, <laughs> the chicken. Oh really? The little chicken. chicken. Little. <laughs> the little chicken. The little chicken. <laughs> He was in. You must Arisen- be a movie buff if you can recall that information. <laughs> chicken Little is a classic. I thought. I thought this was common knowledge. I, I've seen it once, but I don't remember most of it. Most of the plot.、Yeah. Same. Zach Braff was in Arrested Development for an episode. Really? Yeah, he was one of the one of the never nudes, and he shot. This girls gone wild parody. Ah,、uh, gotcha. Oh, that show used to be really good. And then,、yeah. sorry, Aaron. Oh, my turn. Hi, my name is Aaron Hong. I use she/her/hers pronouns. I am currently based, or no, I'm usually based in Berkeley, California, but I am in Chicago for the next month. Oh, wow.、Um, And worst movie? Yeah. Ah,、uh, worst movie I've ever seen. 
quick like background. I am not a scary movie person at mm. all. I hate anything remotely scary. The scariest I go is like dinosaur movies. Uh, but one time in college, one of my collegiate acapella groups during our retreat, someone brought a DVD of Saw Two, and I, for some reason, decided to sit down with them to watch it, and I had oh, no. nightmares for like months after that. So I would say that was probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay, understandable. <laughs> I understand that you're in Chicago because of a bridesmaids party. Yes, so my best friend's bachelorette. I'm in between part one and part two right now. And so then, part one was aerial uh, yoga. Yes, aerial yoga. And then what's that part was, two? Part two is just dinner, drinks, and dancing. Oh, okay, nice. Yep. How long is the whole celebration? Oh, we're making a whole weekend out of it. Oh, that, that was sounds fun. Informal part zero yesterday, just with the two of us. And then when's the actual wedding? It's about. A month from now, uh, August seventeenth. Oh, nice. Well, congrats yes. to her, your friend. I'll pass that along. Thank you. So, what's up with you, Alex? <laughs> like in general, or... yeah. <laughs> How was the Empire Taste thing yesterday? Oh yeah. So uh, yesterday, uh, it was actually some of my friends. They threw this little, basically like networking mixer kind of get together at this. Uh, Blues Foundation, uh, this historic building where like a lot of uh, pretty prominent Chicago blues artists kind of because it used to be a, a record label there called Chess Records, and so a lot of like really popular musicians like went through there historically, and so we were doing a, this kind of music and technology mixer where uh, I was I was just vending kind of Empire Taste, which is like this creative agency I'm a part of. I was just vending some of our merch there, but. My friends hosted this event where we just had these emerging artists kind of perform music, and people were just like meeting each other. Um, so it was a it was a good experience. Did you meet a lot of cool people? Any famous people? I well, I did. I did meet some cool people. I don't know if they're. Fam- I mean, they're famous in their own regard. I see. Um, I see. But I'm not. So this is something I struggle with a lot. Like I go to a lot of creative events and I'm like, okay, these are all really cool people I would want to meet, but I'm just not like, I'm kind of shy about it. So I kind of just like stand in the corner and I just look so awkward that usually people <laughs> approach me and talk to me. And so that strategy actually works pretty well. So I don't have to expend too much energy and people right. still approach me. And so I'm like, it's kind of a win-win, but at some point I feel like I gotta, I gotta, change the pattern <laughs> I feel like you just gotta stand on the side and act like you don't care and if you act like you don't care people will come up to you but if you're standing right. there awkwardly fewer people will come up to you mm, interesting yeah I, I can't I don't know how to pose in a way where I, I look like I don't care I just look super <laughs> awkward it's, uh, <laughs> it's all in your brain <laughs> it's all in my brain it's really a mental thing <laughs> or so, you should find someone who's like less or more awkward and approach that person yes first. that too ah but i feel like i'm the most awkward person <laughs> there could be many <laughs> other people that are or equally feeling awkward but that's the mental barrier i don't know how to like, get past <laughs> but you do a good job with meeting people anyway thank you i find a way <laughs> uh so aaron since you're new to this podcast why don't you start off with a question that you prepared oh sure cool um so should i start with the serious one or the silly one? Anything you like. 
But maybe okay. Siri for now as a first question. Yes, I, I want to start. Like, I want to start serious. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, no, so my silly question, I guess, is if you could eliminate one thing from your morning or nighttime routine, what Ooh. would it be? Can I choose waking up? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a silly question. Scott, <laughs> can I just stay in bed? <laughs> <laughs> All day? Um, yeah, there, there are some days where I just want to stay in bed all day. Like after <laughs> five days of working or five days of school and just nonstop research, I, I would like one day I would just lie on bed and watch Netflix all day. I do. I do want to clarify. Like, is this? Are we eliminating like forever, or is this like a conditional like elimination? Because like, it's like if, forever. Yeah, if Bing chooses to not wake up. Okay. You're right. <laughs> You're that's right. like that's it, and I'm like I was I don't, thinking yeah, yeah I was thinking like if you could just get through your morning or nighttime routine okay. more quickly like uh, how would you go about that? Well then, let me change my answer for something would, less macabre. But why would you even consider waking up part of your morning routine? Waking up is part of the morning routine though, I, like when your alarm sounds and then you gotta wake up. I guess, but I think my real answer would be. So I have really thick and wiry Asian hair. So whenever I wear a hat, it just pushes all down, and then it creates a mold where there's like a huge dome in the middle. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, it, the same thing happens when I sleep. Uh, so when I lean to the side or lean to the other side, my hair will just stick up. So in the morning, I just look like a porcupine. And <laughs> the only way to combat that is to just uh, wash my hair and use shampoo. Yeah, that takes like five minutes on my like morning routine, and I wish yeah, I didn't have to do that. I actually, I actually have a side question related to that. Sure. I don't understand how people can like wear hats on certain days and then not wear hats without yeah messing up their hair. I feel like that just like ruins your whole whole thing. So you gotta wear a hat the entire day. You just gotta commit to it. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> com- uh, you gotta commit to it. Or sometimes I'll do. No hat for the first part of the day, and then hat for the second part of the day. Oh, uh, that's strategic. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Or is there uh, something you can put in your hair to make it less? Maybe, wiry? but my hair is so, like, so thick and wide. Yeah, if it, I feel like afterwards, if I like try to, I'll be like, I'll start the day. I'll be like, yeah, today's a hat day. But then, like halfway through, I'm like, today's not a hat day. But then it's too late, <laughs> and then your hair's like too flat. Yeah, you can't recover from that. Like, how, I want to get to a level of this, like, casual hat on-off thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> casual hat on-off thing. That's, that's the goal. That is um, the goal. But in terms of my routine, um, I'm wondering if there's any, like, repercussions if I take something out. Because what I'm kind of annoyed by, at, especially, like, at nighttime, is that sometimes I'm, like, really tired and then I just want to go to bed, but I have to brush my teeth. And so, can I take that out? <laughs> but I'm like, does this mean my teeth are going to rot now? If it won't, Is that's it what I would... Uh, I mean, probably not, but... I mean, that's why I keep brushing my teeth at night, but if there's no repercussions, like, I would take that out. Because the thing is, like, I'm like, I'll be lounging around, and I'll be like, okay, it's time for bed. But then, like, when I get up, I go to the bright lights of the bathroom, I'm brushing my teeth, going through my routine. Then I'm awake again, and I'm like, damn, this is ruined. So if I could get that, take that out, that's what I would do. 
Have you considered brushing your teeth in the dark? Just like feeling your way to the bathroom? Damn. No, I, <laughs> I haven't considered it. But that might be... I'm trying to solve the issue here. That's true. What if we invented something like a mouth guard where you just put in your teeth and then it would just brush your teeth for you? Isn't that a thing? Is that a thing? I think it is. I saw oh. this thing where it's like you pop it into your like mouth and it's like a mouth guard and then like you just keep it in there for 15 seconds. That sounds and awesome. And it's just like it's what? just like a ton of brushes or something like that or like it's like I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Um, the only repercussion I can think of with not brushing your teeth at night is that your morning breath would be like extra <laughs> kicking. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, what do about I you, have Aaron? to answer my own question? Of course you do. Um, oh gosh, I didn't think about this. Oh, <laughs> I would eliminate flossing. I hate flossing. Okay. And my dentist picks on me for not flossing enough. But I floss almost every day unless I forget for some reason. And it's just... Yeah, I hate flossing. I don't Why do like you hate? It. Why do you hate flossing? That's actually I like flossing a lot. It's like yeah. brushing your teeth, but more casual. Because yeah. you're oh just gosh. like chilling, and then you're just like, "What's in between these teeth?" <laughs> you, you could do it watching TV. You could do yeah. it using the computer. What? I don't know. I just I people have recommended like oh the water flosser, the mm-hmm. those little individual flossing stick things. I just use regular floss, and I hate it because, like, you have to wrap it around your fingers and then, you know, go True. between each teeth. And then you can't just, like, go in between each teeth. You have to, like, sort of, like, wrap it around yeah. your teeth to floss effectively. And, yeah, I hate it. It takes up so much time. I'd rather just, like, sit there and casually brush my teeth for, like, five times as long. But you can't yeah. casually brush your teeth. Like, doesn't it? Like... <laughs> yeah, not flossing is, is just bad. I don't know, Aaron. I think I'm going to stand like 10 feet away from you every time you speak now. <laughs> you just stand 10 feet away from Alex in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, this is the hypothetical situation, okay? Like, I didn't know I'd be judged for a hypothetical decision. But at least we both wake up. True. Yes. <laughs> Are we good with that question? Should we move on? Yeah. I'll go. Okay, so, if you were no longer a person, but were instead a basket of four secret ingredients on Chopped, what would it be? What would the four ingredients be? This is such a hard question. This is such a hard question. Because I gotta choose, like, four ingredients? Yeah, like, four of your most... What if if I only feel like three ingredients? Then three. (laughs) I mean, it would be harder for you to win Chopped, but three ingredients is fine. Do you know... Are we trying to win Chopped, or are we a basket of ingredients on Chopped? Just, just a basket of ingredients. Are we trying to be authentically ourselves, or are we trying to win here? Authentically ourselves. But also trying to win. But also be a winner. Yeah, but also... I can only think of two right now. Yeah, I can only think of a couple. This is your own question. I know, but I didn't, I didn't prepare this. Why don't... Jimmy, what if we, like, went... One at a time, and okay. one ingredient, and then we can like sure. Ooh, go back around and do a second ingredient. I like that, but I don't want to start. Okay, I'll start. My favorite beverage of all time is a cold Coca Cola. Interesting. That's it. You you would just be 
Yeah, that's, Coca-Cola. That's my first ingredient. That's yeah. the first one. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to go with passion fruit because mm. it's my favorite fruit. And also, I'm a very passionate person. <laughs> Damn. Uh, You're really selling this. Very passionate. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm going for the win here. Oh, man. Do you like the passion fruit just straight out of the fruit or do you like the drink? Oh, no. Straight out of the fruit. Nice. That's how we know who the real fans of passion fruit are. If they eat it straight oh, out yes. of fruit. Because in the drink, they add so, so much sugar and other stuff. Yeah, it's mostly fake yeah. stuff. It's, it's just syrup. I'm trying to, trying to think. Um, let's, uh, let's start with some ginger ale. Oh. I, I like that. You don't like ginger ale? I hate ginger of all types. Oh, yeah. I forgot that about you. <laughs> I think, uh... Ginger ale is nice because it's like refreshing. Without like, I feel like I feel like soda. Other sodas are a little too much, but ginger ale is like it feels refreshing, but also like it tastes pretty good. So I like that balance. I like okay. that balance. Yeah. Okay. All right. Round two. Round two. Is it me again? It's you again. Yes. Donuts. <laughs> Elaborate. Wait, cake donuts or fried donuts or I do like, donuts? I do like fried donuts. Oh, no. What's wrong with that? Yeah, what's wrong I with that? I hate your basket ingredients. Cake donuts are way better than fried donuts. <laughs> you just don't get that snap that you eat from a donut. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I just had a cake donut this morning. From Stan's? Thing is, from Stan's. Thing is definitely a person of snap. Yeah, I like mm. snap. I, I see that. Yeah, that's why I like hot dogs. It just snaps. Ooh. What? Okay. Like the you know, hot dogs are eaten. Like the hot dog, <laughs> the skin, and then they put all the meat in the, inside the skin. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, like but you have to eat into it and then it snaps. But I feel like out of all the sausage and sausage related things, like hot dogs have the least amount of snap. I would agree with that. What other things have snaps? Um, like Polish sausage. Like literally any sausage. other type of sausage. Yeah, like, okay, okay, what I meant was sausage. Then. Any other type of encased meat. Yeah. Has more snap than hot dog. Wait, so did you just come up with two basket ingredients in one go, or are you just sticking with donuts? Uh, I'm gonna the grossest ingredients: Coca-Cola, donuts. Yeah. <laughs> a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, the sausages. Coca-Cola will caramelize the donut because it has a lot of sugar in it. There, see. Okay. Those are your two so far? Ugh. Two so far, yeah. So you're going for a dessert course, definitely. We never know. It might make a oh. strong pivot oh. to something else. Oh, ew, ew. Okay, ew. Um, My second ingredient, speaking of gross ingredients, uh, would be sea urchin. I love sea urchin. I'm mostly just going for things that I like here. That's fair. And people... Might not like me at first, but then once they get to know me, they realize how delicious I am. Mm, that's mm. good. <laughs> what goes well with my ginger ale? Um, oh, I had something, but I felt like I got so derailed thinking about the snappiness of hot dogs. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> so I think uh, I think a good pairing with uh, ginger ale Ugh. might be a uh, trash I'm can. Well, close. I was going to say Big Mac. What? And I'm a... I'm a big 
fast food enthusiasts. I'm going to be honest. There's There's something about it, okay? Like, when I go to a McDonald's, I just feel comfortable because there's just something about, like, you know what to expect. Right. Like, people of all sorts show up. You see the people that are, like, you know, taking a quick lunch break. They're not being too fussy about what they want to eat for lunch. You see the tourists that are like, oh, man, I'm so tired. And, like, I don't want to think too hard about where to eat here. So I'm just going to, like, sit at McDonald's. I know what to expect. There's AC. And for me, something about that, like, really resonates with me. Where it's like, yeah, this Big Mac is definitely not, like, top five sandwiches or burgers that I've had. But, like, I always know what I'm going to get. And right. like for me, that that I need that stability in my life, <laughs> and I, I want to be that stability for other people. And so, like, I'm I'm not out here trying to be the best tasting burger, but I want to be someone that you can rely on when when the time calls for it. I like it. I like how you just made a metaphor out of a Big Mac. Thank you. I love it. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> Quick, rapid fire, the last two. Yeah, just just give me the last two. The last two. Oh, man, I didn't think this far. Maybe a cheeseburger. I think that's my my go-to. A McDonald's cheeseburger? Not not a McDonald's cheeseburger, but like a nice flame-grilled cheeseburger. A Burger King cheeseburger? (laughs) Those are flame-grilled. Like a homemade flame-grilled cheeseburger. That would be my (laughs) one item. What's your last one? My last item would be probably beer. I'm a fan of beer. Ew! Your basket ingredients are gross. I'm you know, judging. Hey, beer can be. The thing is, this is actually far from one of my re- most recent grocery trips. I bought a lot of coke, <laughs> bought a lot of beer, some some patties, and some turnips, which replaced the donuts. Oh my gosh! That's, That's how I shop. Disgusting. Oh, actually, you just gave me an idea for my fourth. Nice. My turn? Yes. Um, I'm going to pick silken tofu because it's like super versatile, I think. Um, and then my last one would be lotus fruit because it's not in season right now and I miss it terribly. When is the season for lotus root? I don't know. I don't think it's until fall or winter. I can't find it at the grocery store right now. I feel like your ingredients are much healthier than ours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to recover really quick with my last two ingredients. So what do you have uh, so far? So far, I have ginger ale and a Big Mac, uh. which is you know, I have, <laughs> I don't understand your disdain for ginger. There's just a lot, there's a lot of reasons why. But we can get to it, get into it next time, or we already got into it last time. Yeah, but uh, I like uh, I like those little cuties, like the, the tangerines. Ooh. Uh, oh. But then, but then I got allergic to them somehow. I didn't even know you could be what? allergic to like citrus stuff. But I would like basically break out. Like oh, my no. my skin would just like redden and it, you know start to itch a lot. Is and so a... I had to like cut back. <gasps> but now a... I'm like, yeah, go on. Is this a recent occurrence? No. So it actually happened. I think like two years ago. I want to say two winters ago. I was like eating like three cuties a day. Which might exceed wow. the amount of cuties you should be having. <laughs> that's a lot of that's vitamin a, C. That's a lot. That's probably why. <laughs> and so I had to cut back. So I haven't. I haven't gotten cuties in a while. But, <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. You'll get some cuties sometimes. Uh, hopefully soon. 
And, Wait. And, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Bing is talking about a different kind of cutie now. No, like oranges. Wait, so are you allergic to all citrus fruits? I thought you said, are you allergic to all cuties? <laughs> yeah. No. I am slash was. Like, I don't know how it works. But there was a period of time when, like, yeah, I couldn't drink orange juice. Um, things that was just, like, high in, like, acidity in general. Uh, which just, like, irritate my skin to, like, varying degrees. Um, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure where that stands right now, because I actually haven't had, like, too much, like, high citrus stuff in a while. Mm-hmm. But oh. maybe it's time to get back in. Yeah. No, no better time than now. Boost your immune system. Um, yeah. And then uh, my last thing would actually be uh, green onions. Uh, I just really like adding green onions to, like, a lot of the dishes I make. And I feel like they really, like, enhance a lot of, you know, dishes, a lot of Mm. Chinese dishes or, like, fried rice or whatever it is. Like, I feel like it just, like, almost never hurts to just throw in a little bit of green onions. That's true. I don't know how I'm going to throw it in with these cuties and Big Mac and ginger ale, but I'll find a way. <laughs> Maybe the Big Mac will work. Maybe in a Big Mac. Perfect. Wait, you can't do that on chops. I it has s- to be all one cohesive dish. <laughs> well, <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Just let me live out my fantasy, okay? I don't want to see this Big Mac with the other ingredients. I'm still going for the win. I think I won there. Probably. So, Aaron, what were your four ingredients? My four ingredients were lotus roots, silken tofu, sea urchin, and passion fruit. I feel like that could make a delicious appetizer of some sort. And Alex, what were your four? Uh, ginger ale, a Big Mac, green onions, <laughs> and cuties. My four ingredients were Coca-Cola, beer, cheeseburgers, and donuts. <laughs> So it sounded like you didn't graduate college. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> sounds like it's just Brad House ingredients. Yeah, it's like oh, whatever you can find in the fridge at the time. Well, I think clearly Aaron had a better basket. Okay. All right, you win this round. Thank you. Not that we're keeping score or anything. <laughs> Whoever has the highest score can show up on the next episode. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Alex. Your question? Yes. I feel like both my questions could be silly or serious. But I guess um, if you got a phone call right now and it's like, hey, you're going to be on Shark Tank, you can make a pitch, what would you pitch? Just write it off the top of your head. Ooh. I guess silly would be more fun. Just this like outlandish idea that you're like, hey, it just has enough cohesiveness to work. I'll pitch it. Interesting. So we're, like, we're all capitalists right now. We're all, yeah, put on your capitalist hats. Really <laughs> okay. Uh, your capitalist caps. Actually, that might be my Shark Tank pitch. It's not a bad one. We have a hat that has dollar signs on it. <laughs> and then it, it, it like has Bluetooth connectivity. It auto-installs a bunch of like these uh, podcasts onto your phone. Oh, God. All these, Money like... podcasts and the... <laughs> All the entrepreneurship ones. Economics ones. Economics ones. Uh, you get auto-subscribe auto to the Economist. Yeah. And then you get all the re- Republican right-wing podcasts <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> Some... That's my Shark Tank pitch. That's perfect. Ooh. I feel like that can work. I like that. 
<laughs> I'm gonna bring it back to the whole flossing mouth guard thing. If there were some sort of magical mouth guard that could just floss for me, that's what I would pitch. Yeah. What would you What would you call it? The auto flosser? Floss uh, floss bot? Floss guard? I don't know. Would you leave it in for an entire night, or just put it in for ten minutes and take it out? Ten minutes. Okay. Max, ten minutes. No. Do you floss all night? <laughs> no, but like, if you just put it in, then you have to worry about it until until the morning. Yeah, they I would could, say ten minutes max. They could have like different thing out of there. Different modes where it's like you want the ten minute floss, or you want the all night floss, or the for <laughs> enhanced floss. <laughs> and then it it like. You don't have to worry about cleaning it or switching out the floss. It's just like auto, you know, like those toilet seat cover things, the plastic ones that like it swaps out for a new one. And then you don't have to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like the toilets. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I when I think about my dental hygiene, I want to associate it with toilets. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's what I was going for. Perfect. Nice. I'd give you I give you a ton of money for that. Yeah. Oh thanks. Save some time. Make some money. <laughs> I think I talked about this with Alex before, but I think you know how there's revolving sushi? And then mm-hmm. and so just it will come to your table and you can just pick a plate. Like that rotary sushi stuff, right? Yeah. I think it'll be cool if it was a rotary dim sum place. Mm-hmm. Where the this one just comes to your table and you can just pick it off the 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 conveyor belt. Do you think that's do you think there's any problems with that? Probably, you know. <laughs> like what what would be your main logistical obstacle with that? We have to fire a lot of workers because they're they're not needed <laughs> oh, no. anymore. So that would be a problem. Keep going. Wish, I got my capitalist hat on. Wish <laughs> wish I didn't have to <laughs> so fire so far. Um uh, automation. <laughs> There might be some problems with that, but I was, I was talking more logistically with like the food and stuff. Like, like if we were to open a restaurant like this, like would there be issues with like, you know, would the food get too soggy because it keeps rotating around the, the rotary sushi mm, stuff? Like, ew! Oh no. Well, I mean, like, but even with the carts from the the from real dim sum restaurants, they've been That's pushing true. that cart around for a while, for ages, hours. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, personal injury would be an issue because mm. to some extent the conveyor belt would need to be heated Okay. slash maybe steam. I don't know what the dim sum carts have. Is there steam? It's probably like steam underneath, know. yeah. Yeah. Mm. But you and then do... so I feel like customers might complain about getting burned um, or something like that. Yeah, true. But you could do the thing where it's like above, like have, how at buffets they have this the heating lamps, and those like yeah. wouldn't be too much. I feel. But this got me. Then, I'm thinking about this new idea. What about rotary sushi? But like the sushi belt is like very quick. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a hit. With, it'll be a hit with like with millennials and like thrill seekers. <laughs> should, should we just launch it on rocket launchers? <laughs> You have to be like quick enough in like, order like to like in, uh, get the NBA stadiums. Uh, uh, instead of launching T-shirts, you just launch sushi. Oh my god! 
That's just just sit on it. Just think about the idea for a little. I like bit. it. I think it can work. I, I like think it. it can work. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We have some good ideas. That, I'm pretty excited. Do. I think we can combine. Let's some go of on Shark Tank. So everyone went, right? Everyone went. All right. I think we're entering into the the serious question Uh-oh. portion of our uh, podcast. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Cool. Man. Um, if you could quit your job or school for a year, what would you do? Um, that's something that uh, I can go first. That's something that I I think about a lot um, because I am in kind of this like weird pseudo privileged position where like my day job is as a web developer, and so um, there's kind of a viable pathway where I can transition to something that's not only more remote, but I can be more flexible with my hours. And so, you know, for the past year or so, I've been experimenting with, like, you know, what if I just do work part-time, and then what would I do with the rest of my time? Or, like, what if I did more remote time? How would I change my habits? And what would I explore? And, like, how would I live? Um, and it's become kind of a much harder question to answer than I kind of initially anticipated. Because my default answer has always been like, oh, if I can quit my job, I would just travel everywhere. You know, I'm someone that's very creative. And so I would just like host events and I would like create magazines and I would just like connect with other people and other communities and just build amazing things. But um, what I'm starting to see a lot is that, you know, when I do have more autonomy, um, I have this tendency to kind of revert back to some of the toxic behaviors that have accumulated from just my work life where I just become my own boss. I, you know, um, a lot of my self-worth is kind of uh, determined on my productivity. And so now I'm kind of entering, entering this phase where I'm trying to reassess like what it would mean. Like if I had time off, like would I be able to break out of these barriers where, um, you know, I thought I would really enjoy all these things, but like maybe they're they're just replications of what I'm used to instead of what I do, really do with my free time, what I really enjoy. So that's a very serious answer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my honest answer is I don't really know. Okay. I do believe that I would want to like I want to travel to different creative communities and just create with people. I want to help other creatives build systems and structures and logistics so that we can all create better, whether that means like setting up, you know, an event space or curating a venue space mm-hmm. or uh, providing a platform. Um, I think those are things I genuinely do love and I would want to spend all my free time on. I think my struggle now is like, how can I do so within this current system where even with free time, that doesn't mean we're necessarily escaping how, you know, our society is structured. Mm-hmm. So how can I do the things I do think I genuinely enjoy in ways that don't repl- replicate, you know, toxic patterns? Cool. My, uh, my answer isn't as profound as that, but I will say it anyway. Go for it. I, uh, I think I would just want to buy tickets to every single ball game. Baseball game yeah. in all thirty cities, and not just all 30, 30 cities either. I, I want to watch all baseball games in 
uh, in all minor leagues, in all cities that have a baseball team, even independent leagues. It's like, oh, baseball just means a lot to me. Like, I remember growing up, I was watching baseball with my family, with my parents and my sisters, and uh, I didn't get any of the rules of the game, but my parents would patiently just um, explain all the rules, like why the hitters are hitting this way, why the pitchers are pitching that way, why uh, hitting a home run means getting a, a run. Um, and that just means a lot to me because it was like a re- really nice family bonding moment for us. And um, and then when I moved to the States, um, after my dad's work, after like 7 p.m. when he got back from work, uh, he we would all go to the ballpark and we would just play baseball. Like you would throw baseballs to me, I would hit it, and I, my my poor mom would collect all the baseballs from the outfield and bring <laughs> it in, and then we, we would restart the whole process again. So um, that's why I want to I want to, um, and I, I think recently I've been I haven't been watching baseball as much because um, grad school is a lot of work, and I was living in London where the baseball isn't a thing there. Um, so I want to get back into watching more baseball because it, it not only reminds me of my family, but also it just brings a lot of joy into, into my life. What's your What's your favorite part? Park? About going to a base, no, favorite part about going to a baseball game. Oh, I love watching the new players, like the young players that recently came up from the minor leagues and could be uh, someone that you'll see for a long time on that team. Mm-hmm. Especially with the White Sox, my favorite team is the Chicago White Sox, and they have a lot of uh, younger prospects. And like they're going to be on the team for more than ten years, so I want to watch them while they're, while they're still entering the league and just see how much they have changed throughout the years. Yeah. And how would you how would you recommend people that might be interested or might be intrigued by baseball to kind of get into it? Um. I would I would just say just go to the game and then yeah. bring someone that understands the game so they can explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's that's been super helpful for me with with basketball, mm-hmm. which is my newfound my newfound uh, passion. <laughs> um, but yeah, going to a game with somebody that that's just more knowledgeable or, or can kind of see the nuances uh, it's really helpful in providing some context. Right, because there's. So. It's like for NBA, for MLB, for NFL, or even a- NHL. There's so many, uh, so many intricacies of the game that a newbie would not be able to understand. Right. Oh my gosh, Bing! Will you take me to a Dodgers game? Let's go. I want to try a Dodger dog. Let's go. Let's do and it. I will keep talking to you about all the things that are going on on the baseball field. Cool. Sounds good. How's the how's the snappiness of the Dodger dog? <laughs> That's what I want to figure out. <laughs> it's quite snappy. <laughs> Let me know. Oh, good. <laughs> um, if I could quit my job for a year, um, I know it sounds super cliche, but I would actually love to travel um, and do two things. Um, one would be eat all the food. Every single type of food. I'm a very adventurous eater. Um, and then second thing would be to um, listen to and learn about different styles of music. Um, I'm definitely a music person, mm. but recently I've been feeling kind of like creatively stifled. 
Um, I don't know if it's because I'm just super busy with like work and other commitments or whatever. Um, but I just kind of, I feel like I need like a refresh sometimes. So if I could just take a year off, um, of work and just travel and learn different styles of music and learn about, um, different, I guess, different ways people put different sounds together. Aaron, do you want to harmonize with me? I'm trying to, <laughs> I've been trying to get Aaron to harmonize with me for the longest time. And every time I try it... It sounds so bad. It's me. It's, it's, it's not you. It's me. No, it's really me. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll ask mine. So my serious question is, what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Um, I can answer this one first. So advice I would give to my 16-year-old self would probably be... Um, do something that scares you or scares me, I guess. Um, cause I think growing up in the Midwest, I always felt, I always, um, had a certain level of comfort and I always wanted to kind of stay in my comfort zone. I didn't really want to go outside of that. Um, so what ended up happening. So high school was fine. College was fine. Um, and then I went to, I went on to grad school to pursue like a more traditional career. Um, and now I'm at this point in my career where I don't know if I want to stick with it or switch to something completely new and different. Um, and I think if I had taken more time to explore, um, potential opportunities when I was younger, um, I may not be feeling this way now. I don't know. Just because I didn't get to this point where, like, I want to explore different things until just recently. Yeah. Alex? What would I tell my 16-year-old self? I'd probably tell my 16-year-old self the same thing I'm trying to tell myself now, which is just to kind of appreciate every single day, to really take it in, to appreciate kind of the people around you and the experiences that you're having. I think like even back at 16, I don't know, like they tell you to like focus on like college and then they tell you to focus on your career and it's just like it's always about the next thing. And honestly, sometimes it's about like what's in front of you and what, what you're experiencing right now that, that's the most valuable. For me, I feel like 16 years old was probably my peak angsty teen period of my life. <laughs> like, I was arguing a lot with my parents over small things like being clean or uh, my grades, which is like my overall attitude towards um, my parents and everyone else. But actually, like, looking back, I feel like it was definitely my fault. I have apologized many times to my parents for for being a little shit <laughs> back in the day. The 16 was also when uh, my dad was transferred to Guam uh, to be a diplomat. And this was especially hard on me because it meant leaving a place and leaving all my friends where I have lived for almost nine or eight years. Uh, and it's the longest place I've ever lived in my life. Um, I would tell myself that even though you might be feeling kind of reluctant to move to Guam, and to uproot your life, it's going to get better. Like, I made some really great friends since then. Um, I found my community. I really got my shit together, uh, got my grades together, and 
Um, I just started caring about things more. So I would tell my 16 year old self that keep fighting. Nice. That's really good advice. Do you think? Do you think your 16 year old self would listen to that? No. Ooh. And like, how how do you think you can convince your 16 year old self to to understand the message we're trying to tell them? Oh, that's a good question. That's such a good follow up question. Wow. You're welcome. Wow. I was a angsty, stubborn teenager. I don't know if I would listen to anybody besides Brian Cranston. <laughs> Have Brian Cranston send a message. <laughs> yeah, yes, Walter White. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh no. Because, for me, I'm I'm thinking I'm like yeah, like my six year old self is definitely like really full full of himself, really thinks that he has a good grasp and understanding of how, you know, things operate and whatnot. And so I was kind of just thinking out loud how to how to best like convey the message I'm trying to tell him. And um, maybe some sort of like appeal to like his rationality or my rationality. Try to make like logistical arguments or whatnot to be like, oh here's like a bullet point of five things that you've experienced as a sixteen year old that you'll look back on fondly. I think that might that might work. Um, but I know, like, I, I was, and maybe to some extent I still am someone that just takes a while to convince. So maybe that proof can work. Maybe some photographs, things like that. <laughs> but alternatively, would you want would you want someone to go back to your 16-year-old self to tell you, to give you advice? I, I wouldn't, because then it, it might be like the butterfly effect thing. Right. Oh, what if yeah. we never? What if we never meet and we never record this podcast? Right. Oh, you're right. I can ask my my question. Um, my question is: uh, If you were in charge of filming a nature documentary, something like a um, planet Earth or, or something like that, what animal would you want to cover or follow? And so, yeah, definitely take into account like, oh, you know, if you're following penguins then you're going to be somewhere where it's like really cold you know if you're if you're following uh, you know lions or something like you have to take into account to the potential like danger factor but yeah if you you know this would be like a i guess like six month expedition like what would be an animal you would want to follow and, and why does it have to be like now like 2019 uh i guess we can broaden it up you could also be a time traveler. Ooh. <gasps> oh, I know my answer then. All right, Aaron, you go first. Dinosaurs. <laughs> like, in all seriousness, I would love to have lived in an age where there were dinosaurs. Okay. If you were a dinosaur, which um, one would you be? Oh, uh, Triceratops or Stegosaurus. Okay. Um... That might seem super random. I love dinosaurs. Or, I love the idea of dinosaurs. I don't know a lot about them, obviously. Um, but I just think they're, they lived in such an intriguing time. And I am sad that they went away. Did they but, go away, though? Yeah, Did they obviously. ever exist? Doesn't say in the what? Bible. What? Oh, wait a second. It doesn't say what? in the Bible. <laughs> What? Oh my gosh. Um, dinosaurs 100% existed. Those bones were placed there to 
to make sure that we <laughs> to test I our conspiracy theory <laughs> to test our belief in God. Make this pivot. <laughs> uh, but Aaron, how would you take into account? I guess like the danger factor. Yeah, and also I wouldn't have technology with me unless that were. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, so you can triceratops with an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> we're out. We're out here. We're out here with an iPhone. Oh, it's a match. Oh, look! Look at this triceratops <laughs> that I matched with. Let's, I don't know. Just, yeah. Let's say in this situation, you have to you have to do this solo, but you can have all the equipment you need. So you'll have like whatever filming equipment you need, whatever sound equipment you need. I feel like there would also need to be some sort of safety pod that I could go into (laughs) while filming, because otherwise it'd be very, very dangerous. Um, But that hasn't been invented yet. So my answer is, like, super just not realistic. I guess to be more realistic, okay, fine. If I could choose an animal to film in a documentary now, I would probably choose humpback whales because mm-hmm. I remember in elementary school I took a trip with family and family friends to Hawaii we went whale watching and it was such a magical experience to see like this huge creature like swim up next to the boat and, it, and yeah it was very cool I felt so small like do you like being out in the sea um, I haven't been out in the sea many times, but every time I have loved it, um, I'm fortunate to not get seasick, I guess. Oh, yeah. So I've never done anything like scuba diving or even snorkeling, so I would obviously have to learn that to film humpback whales. But, Sounds yeah. cool. I like both your answers. Thanks. Dinosaurs and humpback whales. <laughs> with iPhones. Yes. Well, that, they're waterproof now, so that's yourself <laughs> that's true. Oh, but whale problem. <laughs> not the dinosaur problem. Not, <laughs> not the dinosaur not problem. <laughs> Can you imagine the humpback whale be like, Mom, what's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> what's the Wi-Fi password? Um, so I was thinking about this question for a long time. At first, I picked grizzly bears because I really like grizzly bears. I just have a teddy bear that's like a grizzly bear, and it's my my favorite thing in the world. But I was thinking deeper into it. Why don't we make a documentary, nature documentary, about rich billionaire capitalists and what goes on behind the scenes? Interesting. We'll find out like what kinds of conversations they're having, what corrupt deals they're making with other countries or with the government, what... How are they shutting down unions and taking away workers' rights? How are they trying to profit off of POCs, not only in America, but also in uh, the world? And, you know, they, they also put us in a panopticon uh, with our phones, our computers, our gadgets, uh, through Google, Amazon, Facebook. So they know where we are. They know what we do. They know where we live. They know what we search for. And I think maybe making this documentary, it will make people more enraged at what power that these corporations have and maybe it'll get people to want to change the system this is just isn't this just like keeping up with the Kardashians oh no I guess I guess I'm talking like Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg 
I'd be super interested in that international relations aspect. Yeah. And how that exists in their world. Alright, Bing. Then what who would be your first subject? Who would you follow? Ooh. Uh, maybe like Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg. Do you think it'd be that <laughs> interesting though? Because I almost kind of have a feeling their lives might not be that different than what we already like imagined. Well, maybe we'll, we'll find out if they've been sending like racist emails or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bing just wants to dig up dirt on rich people. That's, yep. that's I mean that's fair. Like. <laughs> that's fair. Plus, we, we never know what goes on behind the scenes of these corporations. Uh, what well, goes on in the boardroom or anything. So, maybe we should put some cameras in there and let the whole world know what's going on. Right. But I just have a feeling that if they're, like, the very billionaire, chances are, like, if you follow them, they're just going to have, like, nice lunches. And then they'll go into a meeting room and, like, sign a piece of paper that will have, like, horrible ramifications. But then after that, they'll, like, I don't know. They'll do something fun. Like I, I don't know if they just have like this one like evil headquarters they walk into. And then, <laughs> and oh, like, maybe. Now I'm going to talk out loud about all the horrible things I want to do to the world. Well, <laughs> like, what if they're hearing us right maybe. now? What if Siri is hearing me talk about this shit right now? Oh, they're absolutely listening. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about the triple triple digit listeners we have? Most of them are <laughs> government folks. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, in terms of, like, animals I want to follow, like, this has been a tricky one because I'm, like, the animals I, like, I would love to follow, like, fish, but I can't really swim, and I don't really like the water that much, and so maybe I can make a documentary about, like, aquarium fish, (laughs) (laughs) and then I just go to aquariums, and then, like, how y'all feeling in this? (laughs) <laughs> this aquarium right now. Um, and the, the plus side is, you know, I'll be in a nice air-conditioned space. I'll be in close proximity to, you know, experts. So I can just ask them questions. And so I feel like logistically, you know, I'm kind of set. Uh, but other than that, like, you know, a more ambitious take is, like, I would love to follow penguins but yeah, I don't know if I have the, you know, anywhere close to the conditioning necessary to like survive in these like very desolate, cold places. And I do wonder, like, yeah, how I'll be able to like even stay kind of in a mentally healthy place if I'm, you know, at these outposts. Often it's like very isolating, or like I'll be like, it'll just be me and the birds. <laughs> I don't know how I'll, you know, react or feel. Maybe it'll be a very calming thing, but I'm not sure. Penguins would be cool though. I feel like they're very chill. Would you want to literally and and the way <laughs> the way they their feathers are? Hey, they're, like chill. they're very chill. They're very chill. Would you want to live in the cold? I do. I do have a preference for the cold. Okay. I don't know if I can stand the heat. I yeah. Oh my so. gosh, I agree. I oh, I miss the cold of the Midwest. Obviously, it's not cold now, but is it like a hundred degrees? So. Yeah, it's like ninety something. Oh, it's terrible. Wow. It says it feels like 110, though, according to my weather app. It's also super humid. Yeah, I don't know if I can do humidity. Do you want to know what temperature it is right now in LA? Not really. 75. Oh. 
happened. Oh my gosh. No humidity. Yeah, I can't believe I left the Bay Area weather for this, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Welcome. That's yeah, rough. I'll be here for a month. But your skin All will right. be amazing by the end of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. I walk outside and I feel like I don't need to put on moisturizer. Yeah. Just, just go straight to SPF. And it's fine. All right. Are we, uh, we're good, right? Yeah. Cool. So thank you all for listening on this podcast. Um, thank you for all the panelists for participating. So usually how we end this is we end it with a tea pun. I forgot about that. Oh, Aaron, I didn't know about this. Aaron, I know you got a good tea pun in there. I know you like them puns. I'm all punned out. Oh my gosh. Especially after yesterday, just coming up with puns for the schedule. I'll go, I'll go second. Okay. I'll go with my normal one. Stay for a oolong time. Oh, we don't have to use tea. Okay. Can, okay, got it. True. <laughs> it could be any, anything related to tea, I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm totally blanking right now. I didn't know we all needed to come up. We with all tea we all need one. This is like a new requirement. Um. Well, mine has been done before, so we need a new one at least. We need, we need a new one. That's true. What was a good one from before? Thank you very much, Ah, uh, that is good. <laughs> oh, that is good. Okay, this is super lame, but thanks for for letting me join your podcast. Party. Okay. You're all terrific. Okay. Ooh, a, du- a double pun. Double, because they're both bad. <laughs> uh, now the pressure's on. The pressure's How on. Can this? you beat Wulong Time and party? Oh, wait, I just thought of another one. Ooh. Oh. Type it out to me. <laughs> Let me use it. <laughs> no, you can go. I was going to say, Alex, I hope you get to eat QTs. Ooh. Ooh. Them- thematically relevant. Ooh. Alright, that's how we end it. Love it. Alright, thanks everyone. Thank you.